Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, and I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. We want to welcome those of you who are listening in Colorado and Wyoming here on Grace FM. We want to welcome those of you who are listening on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. And we also want to welcome those of you listening on Truth FM in Tennessee and parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. Welcome to the program. So glad to have you. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests. We want to answer those questions you have about the scriptures. Maybe you've been reading the Bible and there's some things that have always confused you. You've wondered, hey, who can I ask to get a good answer about this question? Maybe there's something going on in your life that you want to know. What does the Bible have to say about this? Um, and maybe you, there's something going on in your life and you just need prayer. And this is a great place to go with that. We have uh, on this show, our vision for it is to give you a direct line to pastors and leaders that you can call up. You can just tune in and listen and hear other people's questions being answered and pray along with us for the prayer requests. But we're here every day from 4 to 5 p.m. Mountain Time, taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. And you can text us at 720-336-0897. Once again, that text line, 720-336-0897. Hey, I want to give a big hello to those of you listening on uh all of our different stations, as I mentioned before, Grace FM, you're hearing the show live. If you're tuning in in Colorado and Wyoming today, welcome to the program. Uh, today is June 25th. It is a Friday and finally getting some cool down from the hot weather we had last week here in Colorado. And that's uh, very welcome. A little bit of rain as well, which is really good. So welcome to the program. Those of you listening here, uh, we also want to Welcome again those on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland, those on Truth FM in Tennessee and parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. Just a heads up for you guys on Hope FM and Truth FM. You are hearing the show not live, but you're hearing it on a one-week delay. So we just want you to be aware of that. And, uh, and we also want you to consider that a great opportunity because you know that when you call in, when you text us, you're going to get uh, an opportunity one week later to hear yourself live on the air, but uh, on your local station. But not only that, that's an opportunity for you to have one week to tell friends and family, hey, tune into this, this radio station. I'm going to be on there asking a question about the Bible, having a prayer request, and maybe that'll be a way to get them, your friends and family, listening to that station. And who knows what God might do in their lives as they hear God's word in their ears and it affects their hearts. So just want you to be aware of that. We also want to greet those of you listening online today. We have just an increased number of people listening online all the time. And I just got sent a map of where we have people tuning in from. Looks like we got a lot of listeners up and down the front range of the Rockies, but we've got listeners over in 
Los Angeles area, Southern California, as well as in the Bay Area. Lots of listeners in Texas today and Louisiana. Welcome to the program. We've also got some international listeners in Germany, Ukraine. Welcome to all of you. And uh, just a heads up, if you haven't yet downloaded our Grace FM mobile app, we'd love for you to do that. It's totally free, and you can listen anywhere in the country, even anywhere in the world. And so you can do that by just typing in Grace FM, all one word, no spaces, into the search bar for your App Store or your Google Play Store. And also, uh, you can also just listen in your browser at gracefm.com, and you can hear this program live as well as all the other great Bible teaching programs that air on Grace FM throughout the day and throughout the week. Uh, just a few words about myself. My name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, and I'm your host here every Friday. And every now and then I fill in on other days as well. Uh, earlier this week, I was on on Tuesday and got to pray with you guys and got to answer some of your questions then. Uh, but I'm your host every Friday, and I pastor here in Longmont, Colorado. Our church is located right on Highway 119 in between I-25 and County Line Road, just east of downtown Longmont. And if you're within driving distance of Longmont, we would love to have you join us on a Sunday morning, you can find directions, information, all that good stuff on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. We have three Sunday morning services, and we also have tomorrow morning, for those of you listening live, uh, we have tomorrow morning a men's prayer breakfast that I want to invite all the, all the brothers out to. And speaking of that, I'm joined today in our studio here in Longmont by Pastor Wayne Taylor, from Seattle, Washington. So, hey, Wayne, good to have you. Hey, Nick, so good to be with you, buddy. And uh, Wayne, you are here in Longmont this weekend uh, doing some stuff with our church. Maybe you could tell listeners just a few words about yourself and, and what you're doing here in Colorado. Yes, I was a Calvary pastor in Seattle, Washington. And by the way, while you said your temperature is going down, we're in a heat wave that is unparalleled. They say on Wednesday it's going to be 104 degrees in Seattle, and that's in the shade. Wow. So this is amazing. Anyway, um, pastored as a senior pastor, a lead pastor for 42 years at Calvary Fellowship in Seattle, and then turned it over and transitioned to my son, uh, Riley Taylor, who's wonderful Bible teacher and um, very inspiring uh, man of God. And so I'm really excited for a new generation as they're taking over and, and we're seeing tremendous fruit. And anyway, it's a very wonderful blessing to be with you, uh, to speak to some people who are aspiring missionaries and church planters on Wednesday night. That was such a joy. And um, the things that we've been doing day by day, just meeting with pastors and sharing has been awesome. That's great. So if you're listening out there and you're within driving distance of Longmont, we want to invite you to come out tomorrow morning, Saturday, uh, June 26th at 9 a.m. Here at our church, we're going to be having a men's prayer breakfast and Pastor Wayne's going to be sharing with the men. And then on Sunday morning, Pastor Wayne's going to be teaching all three of our Sunday morning services. So if you would like to come out for that, we, you are more than welcome. We would love to have you. Our address here at the church is 2950 Colorful Avenue in Longmont, Colorado, and that's 80504. But you, of course, uh, if you didn't jot that down, 
Uh, in time, you can always get all the information you need about our church over on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. And just for you out there to know, uh, Pastor Wayne has been in the Calvary Chapel movement since like almost the beginning, right, Wayne? Yeah. <laughs> and you pastored for 42 years in Seattle. That's incredible. Yes, and a wonderful time. And I think you said that 55 churches were planted out of your church in Seattle. Guys were sent out to plant and 55 so far and counting. Amazing. So any of you listening out there, um, we want you to call in with your Bible questions, with your prayer requests. And if you have anything specific for Pastor Wayne, um, maybe from his many years of experience as, as both a local church pastor and a church planter, uh, those questions would be welcome as well. Let me give you the numbers to call and text, and then we'll go to our first caller. Uh, the number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us, 720-336-0897. Once again, the text line, 720-336-0897. Let's go to our first caller, Chris in Northern Colorado. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Nick. Chris. Hey, listen. Hey. Um, so I've got a question. I was um, married for about 20 years. And my wife recently passed away about a year and a half ago. And as I, as I desire to once again be married, um, the the pool I think of for a 50 year old guy to find a woman who's never been married or whatnot uh, becomes smaller and smaller. And as I was reading uh, Matthew uh, 5:32, it says that. Um, if uh, if anyone marries a divorced woman, he commits adultery. And so, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that uh, I want to, to marry a divorced woman, but it seems like it seems like um, I don't know what the chances are that I'm going to find someone who's never been married, who's close to 50 years old, you might say, or an older woman. And what? Tell me what you guys. What's your interpretation of? that particular verse that that the man who uh, anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery pastor wayne you want to take a stab at that one sure chris very good to talk to you when it speaks about a divorced woman it's speaking of of a situation where there was not grounds for the divorced for the divorce and so there are situations where um, there are grounds where there was maybe immorality within the marriage and perhaps um, the person themselves, say the woman, was being divorced even though it wasn't right. And so there, there are situations like that. So it's not just, is she divorced? I mean, what is the story behind it? And another one is, did this happen before they were Christians? That's that's a situation where if she has come to the Lord since the divorce, then there can be a situation where marriage would be fine. Um, and so there are, there are different aspects um, where there could be an opportunity with a divorced woman. But the most important thing is God bringing you together to bless you. Like you said, um, the pool of potential people may be shrinking, but that doesn't 
prevent our God, who is great, from bringing someone to you if it's his will and in his will. And so I think if you begin to pray about it and say, Lord, you know, show me if this is what you have for me and and bring someone across my path or in the course of your will for my life, may someone be revealed. I just give it to you, Lord. And as you do that, um, the Lord can certainly provide. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I definitely, as I seek the Lord, I definitely seek a woman who definitely has a passion to, to follow the Lord and serve the Lord. And, yeah. uh, but I realize that sometimes people, um, maybe, maybe, maybe it was an unequally yoked type of situation. Maybe it yes. was very detrimental. And, um, and so maybe there was no adultery involved, but maybe it was a, a yeah. very maybe it was a very bad case of unequally yoked that could have potentially been. And there's not and there's I don't have anything going on necessarily, but um, I just I just wanted to I I agree with what you guys have to say that um, that the Lord knows the situations, He yeah. knows our hearts, and He knows our desires. He knows all of the he knows all the ins and outs, obviously of all of the relationships past and present. And um, so I I think that you guys are saying that the Lord knows He knows all the He knows all of the um, the ins and outs of our lives, and so He knows our hearts. And so maybe there are some situations. I guess this is what I believe you guys are saying that there are some situations where. A person, two people could be remarried where there might have been a divorce, and it doesn't necessarily fall under the category of committing adultery. Yes, that's true, too. The The key and most important thing is that there's not a recurring situation where it's going to undermine the relationship. You know, if, if there's a an adultery situation, perhaps there's a few different divorces because of the same problem, then I think you'd want to be really careful and steer clear of someone maybe who has roving eyes. Agreed. So you need to be careful about that. But like you said, um, you have to sort it out one by one and and just open your mind to um, what his word says as well as what the Lord and the Holy Spirit is doing in your life. Okay. All right. I appreciate I wanna, that. I'm going to jump in there, Pastor Nick here. I'm just going to jump in there and say one more piece Good. on this, which is that I think that um, we also want to remember that there can be a redemptive aspect in all of this. Amen. And as Pastor Wayne was saying, you know, who knows what the situation is, right? I think that that matters. And I think that uh, that needs to be taken into consideration. And so in some cases, you know, uh, whether the divorce was in the past, whether it was justified or unjustified, you know, we need to look at the situation and um, a f- pastor friend of ours, uh, both of us, Wayne, is uh, John Corson. And I remember John talking about this subject one time. And John was saying that in the midst of all these things, we want to think also towards a redemptive aspect. And um, and he even pointed out the fact that, you know, Jesus at his own expense came in order to marry a people who had been tainted by sin in order to uh, redeem them. And he said, you know, in some cases, um, 
marriage after a divorce, a godly marriage that's really seeking the Lord and is done right and done with a heart to honor God can actually be redemptive. But I, I, I really agree with Wayne on this, that we want to take these in a case-by-case basis and you want to go uh, according to, you know, that's why it's so important that we, as Christians, we need to be part of the body. And I taught about this this past Sunday, how important it is for us to be connected to the body of Christ, you know. Just imagine how bizarre it is for the, to the, this picture of, you know, dis, uh, disjointed parts of the body just wandering around by themselves, like a hand just kind of creeping along the ground all by itself with no body attached to it. Or like a spleen, you know, sitting on the couch watching TV by himself. That's just, it's not going to survive. And it's also weird, right? And so I would encourage you, Chris, walk through this in fellowship with the body of Christ, getting good pastoral counsel, um, not just from us here on the radio, but uh, in your local church. By the way, I might want to mention that tomorrow morning at our men's breakfast, um, we're going to be talking to single men, married men, as well as fathers. And we're going to talk about life, relationships, and marriage by the designer. So we'll look at how God wants each of us as a man to enjoy to the fullest what he is wanting to do in our lives and marriages. Sounds great. So Chris. And that'll be at what time, brother? That's at 9 a.m. Yeah. Here at our church in Longmont. Chris, you going to be able to make it for that? I, I'm going to a car show at a church up in Fort Collins. It's a father-son car show, and I wish I could be in two places at once, but this is kind of special to me with some good friends, and so I'm mm-hmm. not going to be able to make it. But I did get to sit in on Wayne's uh, mission talk on Wednesday night, and uh, and I I thoroughly enjoyed everything that he had to say, and uh Loved loved his heart for the Lord and everything that's been been going on. I, uh, Wayne, I was in the front row, so you didn't miss me. Yes, you're right. I I preached to you, buddy, because you had a good, receptive smile. Well, thank you guys for your time. I appreciate it. God bless you, Chris. Thanks for calling Take in. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air today. And I'm joined by Pastor Wayne Taylor from Seattle, Washington. And Wayne's getting a phone call because he's, man, you're popular, Wayne. Not only are you on the radio, but you're getting phone calls. I'm sorry, I'm going to turn that off. That's okay. That That happened to me once during church. I'm not kidding. Here's what's funny. I left my phone behind in like the, uh, behind the stage. And I, um, I was doing the call to worship and I, for some reason had set an alarm and the alarm went off during service and I had to send somebody to go grab my phone. So, you know, I think all of us pastors, you know, you do it long enough. You, you accumulate some stories of times when things went wrong. Absolutely. uh, Give us a call. We want to answer your questions about the Bible and about life from a biblical perspective, your questions about church and missions your prayer requests, we're here to take those calls today. The number to call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to our next caller, Mike in Eaton, Colorado. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the program. Hey, guys. How are you guys? Doing great. Very good. 
<laughs> I got a question for you. It was really weird because I was reading the Bible this morning and then I was listening to a sermon and I'm like, wow, I've heard both these before, but it just kind of hit me as weird. So I believe it was Paul that said to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. And then I was watching a sermon, and he was talking about the rapture, reading Revelations, Daniel, going through all that. And it was talking about how when the rapture comes, how the dead will rise first. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I just read to be dead is already to be present with Christ. So what? I'm missing something, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'll take a stab at that one first, Mike, and I'll kick it over to Wayne. Um, so the verse you're referring to, the verses, actually, the first one comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, or it might be chapter 6. It's 5, verse it's 8, I think. Five. 7 and 8. Yeah, verse yeah. 7 and 8. And the second verse you're referring to comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Now, uh, I would say that the really simple answer is basically this. When we die, our spirit goes to be with the Lord, and then there will be a bodily resurrection which will take place. And that's what's being referred to in the second verse about those who are dead will rise first. But Wayne, anything on that? Yes. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So it tells us in 2 Corinthians 5 verse, well, throughout 1 through about verse 10, it talks about how God is preparing for us a new body in heaven. And now we live in this uh, corruptible body that's like a tent. And you don't want to live in a tent <laughs> forever, right? You, you want to have a home. And so he's using the example of a home as something to look forward to when we get to heaven. We'll have that new body that he's been preparing for us. So that is really good. Now, there's a couple ways that you can look at it depending on your your belief but paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord he also said in philippians 1 i think about verse 23 that i would much rather um depart and be with christ so there's no doubt that a believer a new testament believer when they die um, they go to be with Jesus Christ. They go into the presence of the Lord. Um, but you could also say that you go into that period of timelessness where it's um, time is not measured. You're in the, in the realm of eternity when you're in heaven. So some people think that what remains of our body um, will not uh, be taken up to be with the Lord until the rapture, until his coming for us. Um, but you're going into the eternal realm. So when a person dies, in that eternal realm, time is, is very rapid at that point. So it's, it's, it's viewed a little bit differently. But another way to look at it is your soul and spirit goes to be with the Lord and you're given a new body. When you die in heaven, it's a new body, um, not made with hands. It's it's God's creation for us. So what is left, then what is left of our body will be absorbed. I think this is my personal belief. What is left, the um, dust to dust, 
ashes to ashes, that will be absorbed into the new body in terms of the redemption of the body. So that's that's personally what I believe is that if there's any remains, um, that will be um, absorbed into the new body that he's already made. Okay, so when we if we die before the rapture, we still we we will have a body still up in heaven, a new body. Yes, because Jesus has a Jesus had a body when he came back. So and that's how I always understood that mm-hmm. we will have a body. So, okay, yeah, I just wasn't sure why why our bodies here had to rise because I was always under the assumption that when if we died before the rapture, when we died, I knew only our spirit went up to heaven, but that we would receive a body because even Jesus ate when he came back here on earth and stuff. Right. So I'm confused. I'm like, well, why would our bodies go up first if our if we already have a new body up there? The only reason I I believe that that what remains of our body because you know it. Dust goes to dust and ashes goes to ashes. The only reason I even put an emphasis on the bodily resurrection of saints is because to God, um, resurrection is very important. And it's not just a spiritual thing. It's, um, It's bodily resurrection. And Jesus arose bodily. Now he, he, uh, is now in his glorified body and yet it still has the marks according to revelation chapter five of his um, body that was crucified. So the resurrection of the body is very important to the Christian faith. And so this is why I think that even bodily, we know that we will um, have a resurrection and be with Jesus Christ, but it may take place, uh, like say they go to be with the Lord, soul and spirit in the new body that God has made in heaven. They move in to this new body. But then at the rapture, what remains will be absorbed into the what they've already received, which is their new body. That's my personal belief. Others have a little different belief. Like Pastor Chuck Smith, he believed that um, they've already gone to be with the Lord. And so that's what it means that they will rise first. Okay. Does that, well, does that make I mean, sense? It, it does. It just, yeah, the fact that resurrection is important, is, I guess, is the main emphasis on this, basically, right? I think that and the fact that we will have tangible bodies. I think that that matters. Yeah. That these are not, uh, we're not, they're not ethereal. They're not a wispy, floaty, you know, ghost-like uh, being in heaven, but that, there will be a new heavens and a new earth, and we will receive new bodies, and those bodies will have flesh. As you mentioned, like how Jesus, um, in in some ways, his resurrection body, it was clearly physical, and yet it had properties which our bodies don't currently have. Like he was able to move in and out of spaces without needing to use the door, right? That's <laughs> I've tried yeah. to do that before, but uh, it doesn't work for I usually me. bump my head when I do that. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I think those are the key elements, right? That, okay. uh, yeah. Hey, thanks for your call, Mike. No, God thank you, you guys. That made a lot of sense. I'm glad. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm joined today by Pastor Wayne Taylor from Seattle, Washington. He's in town for the weekend doing some stuff 
up here in Longmont at Whitefields Community Church. We'd love to have you join us for that either on Sunday morning, for one of our three Sunday morning services, 8, 9.30, and 11, or even Saturday morning at 9 a.m. We'd love to have you men join us for a men's fellowship going on tomorrow morning. Uh, for, for our address, you can Google us. You can look us up on your maps. But you can also just go to our website, whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. We have two callers on the line, and we're going to have to wait to go to them until after our break. We have one open line. Let me give you the number for that, and then we're coming right up on our break right now. So the number to call is 303 690 or text us at 720-336-0897. And that music there means that it is time for our mid-show break. We'd love to hear from you. Once again, this is Calvary Live, the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests, 303-690-3000, or text us, 720-336-0897. We'll be right back in two minutes' time. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests. And I'm joined today by Pastor Wayne Taylor from Seattle, Washington. We're taking your calls and texts today, answering your Bible questions and praying for your prayer requests. Hey, right before we go to our next caller, I had a few people texting in. I got one guy texting in from Arizona saying he, he's listening in Arizona. Glad to have you. He says he's listening via the app. So glad to hear that. If you guys don't have our Grace FM app, really encourage you to get that. But uh, glad to hear Arizona's representing. And we got another caller who wanted to just say hi. He's from... Uh, Red Feather Lakes, Colorado. And uh, Red Feather Lakes, Colorado, there's a great church up there called Chapel in the Pines. And they put my family up in their cabin just a few weeks ago, and I got to minister at their church, just some really great people. So glad to have you guys up at uh, Red Feather Lakes tuning in today. Let's go to our next caller, Joe in Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the program. Taking my call. So um, I up? just have two prayer requests. Um, so the church I'm a member of, they're having their first service since COVID-19. Um, you know, we since we closed like in March 2020, I believe. So it's going to be outside. Uh, I hope it goes well. The Holy Spirit's there, you know, uh, teaching us and fellowshipping with us. And I pray they go smooth. And then the second prayer, um, you know, the... Um, the uh, apartment complex in Miami, Florida, that collapsed yeah. yesterday. Um, a woman I went to high school with, she knows of um, a, a female friend of hers and her daughter that is unfortunately a part of that. So I pray that, you know, they get peace of mind and comfort as best as, you know, God can give them regarding that situation happening in Miami, Florida. All right, Joe, how about this? I'll pray for your church and I'll ask Pastor Wayne to pray for the seaside condo collapse. So let's pray. Lord, I pray for Joe. I thank you that his church is at the place and, and that our, our 
society and everything like with the pandemic is at a place now where his church can regather and have their service. Lord, we do pray that there would just be an excitement as they come into that place. Lord, we, we know that you want your body to be present physically. And so, Lord, we look forward to that and what you're going to do. I pray that there would just be a ministering to the people that takes place by your spirit. And Lord, I pray for unity in the body. Sometimes these issues can be so divisive, but Lord, we, we know that you want us in the midst of our diversity to be unified and to strive to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And so, Lord, I pray that his church would be unified, that they would be energized by your spirit and that you would be uh, teaching them and blessing them. We look forward to this new season and what you have for them in this post-COVID post -COVID period. Amen. Joe, were you saying that um, you had a daughter of a friend that was in the complex? Uh, well, so uh, so a woman I went to high school with, she knows them. She put it on Facebook. Yes. She knows and her daughter are involved in that. Okay. Then let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we lift up this tragic situation for so many, Lord, who were injured or maybe even died in this crushing collapse. And Lord, we know that you knew and are right there to minister to people. We pray for those who perhaps have not been found and need to be discovered. We pray especially for the living who are injured and haven't been discovered. Please, Lord, will they be found and brought to uh, a place of healing. We pray for those, Lord, who are injured and have already been found. We ask that you would be with them, that you would touch them. We pray for your healing and just the closeness of your presence to draw people, Lord, to faith in you and to encouragement that you can make them well. We lift up, Lord, those who have passed on in regards to their loved ones. Dear Jesus, would you comfort them, comfort their hearts and minister to them in this tragedy and in this loss. We know, Lord, that you are the one who conquered death. You're also the one who bore all of our, not only sins, but our illnesses and sicknesses and injuries. Lord, you went through it all for us and by your stripes, you can bring healing. And so we ask, Lord, that you would bring healing to the afflicted and that you would bring comfort and strength to those who have passed on to those loved ones that are left behind. We ask this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, God bless Joe. You. Thanks for calling in. All right. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady and Pastor Wayne Taylor with you today, taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your Bible questions, with your prayer requests. We're standing by to take those calls. And we've had full lines today, but with Joe dropping off at the end of that call, that means we have one open line. We'd love to hear from you with your Bible questions, with your prayer requests. Give us a call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Six nine zero three thousand or text us seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Carlos in Commerce City. Hi, Carlos. Welcome to the program. Hi. How are you guys doing? Doing great. great. Thanks for holding so patiently. 
Yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, I got uh, two questions. Um, I know in Exodus, um, I believe it was God spoke to Moses. He said that you cannot see my face, for no one can see see me and live. Um, but how is that different for um, Adam and Eve? Since I mean, the Bible says that you know they they walked together in uh, the Garden of Eden. So were they, why was their situation different compared to Moses? Yeah, so you know that term "walking with God" that's a that's an interesting one, and the question really gets to the fact of like, did they see the glory of God in the same way that Moses did? But I think there's of course the very important factor of the fact that during that time they had not yet fallen into sin, and so the issue is that as sinful people, as people who are flawed, you know, we for us to stand before a holy God is is a mighty thing it's a fearsome thing as as hebrews says and so i think that's more the issue the issue of sin when it comes to the difference there between moses and the, and adam and eve but you know there are other people in the bible also who it says walked with god you know we read that um abraham walked with god we read that enoch walked with god we read that noah walked with god and so those people, by the way, after Adam and Eve, they walked with God. And that sense of walking with God, it doesn't necessarily mean that they saw the burning, you know, glory of God that would be so much that it would kill us uh, as flawed people. But it, it implies a, a relationship. You think about the kinds of people you walk with. Now, I go on walks with my kids, right? We hold hands and go for a walk. And the purpose of that walk isn't necessarily to get somewhere. It's to spend time together. But I would say that that is such a powerful metaphor in the Bible of walking in the New Testament. We talk about walking in the spirit versus walking in the flesh. And just think about what walking is. Because when you walk, you're doing something which one step seems like actually a very small thing, right? So if I take one step, I'm basically in the same place that I was before. But if you continue to do those repeated actions over time, Eventually, it leads you from where you are to a whole new place. And you think about Abraham being called to walk to the land of Canaan, the land that God was going to show him. You know, for a while, as he's walking, he, probably, he could probably just turn around and see his house. And then he could still turn around and still see his city. But pretty soon, as he continued making those seemingly small steps with rapidity, uh, he eventually, God led him to that place. It's such a powerful metaphor for our lives, right? To walk with God means to take his hand, to let him lead us, but it also includes repetitive actions that by themselves might seem small. It might seem like a small thing for you to read a chapter of the Bible. It might seem like a small thing for you to go to church on any given Sunday morning. But as you institute these practices in your life, they lead you somewhere. Through them, God is leading you somewhere and they're leading you also away from other things. And so I think it's such an important metaphor. Um, we want to be people who walk with God as well. Um, but as far as why didn't Adam and Eve die, I think it had to do with the issue of sin. But Wayne, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, just one thought that you touched on. God would appear to people in what is called a theophany. And he would appear in a way that was not destructive to them. Almost like a messenger, like 
For example, God is sometimes called himself the angel of the Lord. And many times that that's Jesus pre-incarnate. But even with Jesus in his incarnation, it tells us in 1 Timothy 3, the ending verses, that he was veiled in his humanity. That's why um, people could relate to him and get close to him because he was he was there veiled in humanity so the full power of his presence would not be destructive towards them. And then he gave himself in his humanity with that dual nature, the God-man, and he bore all of our sin and shame and judgment so that eventually we will get new bodies and we can be in his glorified presence and we can still live. Remember when John saw him in his glorified presence, he fell at his feet as a dead man, but he didn't die because the Lord protected over him. So those are just a few thoughts. Okay. Um, and I have another question. I mean, is it frowned upon for a Christian to pray for prosperity? I mean, growing growing up in the church, um, I mean, my, my grandma kind of brought me to, um, you know, the church as a, as a young kid. Um, she kind of always told me, she was like, don't, don't pray for things only for stuff that you need. And so that's why I'm like, well, if everything is needed, is it kind of wrong to pray for prosperity? Well, I think it's, would not be the top priority in terms of financial prosperity. Although you find, for example, Abraham was a man tremendously prospered by God and was very wealthy. And so there are many of the Lord's followers that did have means. And there's not anything wrong with having a lot of means because God gives people prosperity sometimes and gives them the gift of giving to share those means and to bless other people. But the top priority would be, like it says in Ephesians 1, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with riches and spiritual blessings, everyone in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we should, first of all, seek the riches that will not perish. Um, like it says in Matthew chapter 6, uh, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust uh, can destroy, nor thieves break in and steal, for where your treasure is. So put the top priority of what you treasure uh, in the spiritual riches and secondarily in the other things, especially relationships would be before being rich, things like that. For where your heart is, there, or excuse me, um, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So you want to, the things you value most, you want to be in the, the biggest priority, which is spiritual riches, relationships, such like that. But having said that, there's nothing wrong with working hard, seeking to earn as much as you possibly can in a fair way, in an honest way, and yet to accept from God um, what he provides because he'll take care of all your needs according to his riches 
in glory through Christ Jesus, Ephesians 4.19. Carlos, I'm going to jump in real quick, and I just wanted to ask you a question. Can you tell me why would you want to be prosperous? Um, just, I mean, I'm, I, I believe that I'm a hard worker. I mean, I've worked since I was very young, and, you know, I've always kind of inspired to have a, a comfortable life. I mean, nothing crazy like Jeff Bezos or, you know, some of these guys are just, you know, incredibly rich, but just to have a, a comfortable life for myself and my family. So that's why, and then my grandma's words, like, kind of always comes back where don't pray for, you know, things, but pray for needs. And so that's why I've kind of always struggled. I'm like, well, you know, is that something that is appropriate for me to pray for or, or not? I think it's a godly and good desire to want to take care of your family. But on the other hand, I would just tell you, uh, one of the things that Pastor Wayne just touched on is a really important principle. You look at Abraham, and he was blessed, but God said, I'm going to bless you. But he didn't just say, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessed guy. He said, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing. And I think that's a really important point, that God doesn't want us to be reservoirs of blessing. He wants to be, us to be conduits of blessing. And when God blesses you with something, even if it is, you know, partly you, you you put in some hard work, right? You were responsible, you saved, and you were wise um, at the same time. What is the purpose of these these material things that we have? Is it our own comfort? And I would just challenge you to ask this question. There's nothing wrong with, with having things, especially things that you worked hard for. But I think that God has a greater calling for our lives than just our own personal comfort. Now, this isn't to say that God wants you to be miserable and like kneel on glass and hate <laughs> your life, right? It is to say this, though. He has a bigger calling for your life than just your personal comfort. His calling for your life, he wants to use you. He wants to use your resources and gifts to accomplish greater things. And here's the thing that I think so many people miss is that true happiness is not found in living for those things, right? Living for your own you know, fulfillment or comfort. True happiness is actually found in pouring out. And we see that in Jesus, right? Who for the joy that was set before him bore the shame of the cross. And and I think that he calls us into that same thing. And I think that he would even tell us, you know, the world has this message out there that says, here are the things that you need in order to be happy. And Jesus says, no, I want you to follow me in my way. I'm going to show you a different way. And it's a way of true happiness. And so, Carlos, I want to encourage you to keep working hard, keep being responsible, but then also add to it this point where you're asking the Lord, Lord, how do you want to use these things that you've blessed me with? How do you want to use these material blessings? How do you want to use this money, this home, this car for your purposes? Because I believe that you have a higher calling on my life than just for me to be comfortable. All right. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely do that. Cool. Um, can I add in one other question? All right, last one because we got other colors. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Sorry. Um, so the dialogue between God and it kind of goes back to Adam and Eve and then also Cain and Abel. Um, I know it doesn't probably say that in, in the Bible, but I mean, the dialogue between the two where God actually asked the question, like um, where he said to Adam and Eve, um, you know, who told you that you were naked? Um God should already know that, right? So what was the purpose of them, him asking if he already knew? Carlos, of course do you, he knew. Do you, do you got any kids? 
Yeah, yes, I have uh, a son. How old's your son? He is 11 months, about to be 12. As your son gets older, you're going to find yourself asking him questions that you already know the answer to. And the reason you're going to do that is because you want to teach him and you want to draw out of him things that you already know, but it's important for him to articulate those things in your relationship because you're, you're a dad and you love him and you want him to grow. And so rather than just telling him things, sometimes you need him to articulate those things back to you. And that's the loving heart of God, you know, that we see. He's, he's engaging them in conversation. You see that? He's saying, you know, why are you hiding from me? He knows all this stuff already. Where are you? He's not actually curious where they are because he can't locate them. He knows right where they are, but he wants them. He's trying to draw them out. They're hiding in their shame. And they've done something they know is wrong. He wants to, he wants to communicate to them that he hasn't cut them off. The conversation isn't over. He's going to do something to help with what they've done. Um, Pastor Wayne, you want to jump in there? That was well said. That was super great. In fact, the very next words within that context, God said, is coming the seed of the woman. That in the course of time, the seed of the woman is coming, the Messiah. And he, you, Satan, the serpent, you will bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. And so he was going to provide Jesus to um, bear the shame and the sin and the guilt. And so God was going to provide. But like um, Nick said, he wanted Adam to articulate his need as well as Eve. And so, yeah. Okay, yeah, I always wondered, I'm like, well, why did he ask if he already knew? But, I mean, that's that's a good way to put it. I, I didn't think of it like that. So thank you. Thank you for answering my questions. You bet, Carlos. Hey, thanks for calling in. God bless you. Take care of that baby, okay? Oh, definitely, definitely. All right, All right. Have, have a good one, guys. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, listen to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady, joined by Pastor Wayne Taylor today. We are taking your calls and texts. We're praying for your prayer requests, answering your Bible questions. We've got all full line. Actually, with the end of that, we have one open line, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Keith in Arizona. Hi, Keith. Welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. Keith, thanks for holding. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Thank you. I have a question. I was listening to you talk about the bodily resurrection. Unfortunately, I didn't catch all of it, but it 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 uh, made me think about the judgments. Um, I had been reading and studying Bible. Unfortunately, I don't have my Bible open to the verses in front of me, but it seems like Paul talks about all of us standing judgment before the Lord uh, based on what we did. But then I've heard about the Bema seat, and I don't see that myself in the Bible. And I thought I'd ask and see if you can refer me, you know, to some verses maybe to study regarding that. Yes, there's a different judgment for believers than there is for non-believers. The non-believers will stand before the judgment seat of Christ, the great white throne judgment at the end of Revelation chapter 20. And it speaks of, of those who stand before him there and, and have not put their faith in him and that they will 
be cast into the lake of fire forever. And so it speaks of the judgment or God, um, the white throne judgment of God. The Bema seat is spoken of the judgment seat of Christ, which is for believers. And they are the ones where they believe in Jesus. They've put their trust in him. They um, are seeking his forgiveness and the gift of his righteousness that we receive by faith. And when we have received that gift of righteousness by faith, then we will be brought into heaven as a gift of eternal life. But we will also be judged as far as our rewards. It has to do with the rewards that we have done during our human life on earth, the rewards we've done in the body. And the possibility of rewards is represented by is what you've produced wood, hay, and stubble? In other words, is it is it good works that are maybe even good, but maybe not? But either way, they're being done for yourself, and they're not done in the Spirit and for God's love. And therefore, when the fire comes and tests those works, they're all burned up. Well, you, that person, that believer will still go to heaven, but they won't have the lasting rewards that they've laid up as treasures in heaven that will bring glory to God for all eternity. On the other hand, if you've been seeking to live your life in the spirit and out of love, serving God and helping others, then the Bible says that is like um, gold, silver and precious stones. And when the fire is lit to that, then it remains and nothing will take away from it. And so you'll have those rewards to offer to the Lord in glory and praise for what he's done for us. Mm. Just some verses right. to jump in with some Bible verses for you. Um, yeah. You know, there, there are two places in the New Testament in Paul's letters where he is writing to believers and telling them that they will stand before God's judgment seat. Um, and those verses are Romans 14, verses 10 to 12, and 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10. Um, but it's really important that Paul says in that second one that we'll receive what is due for the things done in the body, whether good or bad. You can think about it like this. Uh, when you go to the Olympics, right, if you're like a gymnast or let's say you're a figure skater or maybe you do something else where you get judged by a panel of judges, those judges are not there to condemn you or put you in jail they're not there to sentence you to death they're there to give you a reward and paul mentions this in second uh, timothy 2 verse 5 he says an athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules and then there's about five six verses second timothy 2 second timothy 4 james 1 first peter 5 revelation 2 james 1 that all talk about crowns that are given um, as rewards for our actions here on earth. And so we put all these together and we understand that while Jesus has taken the judgment for our sins, we won't stand before God in the sense of a judge to be condemned. We will stand before God in the sense of a judge to be rewarded for the things that we've done here on earth. Right. Yeah, I understand that. Because uh, part of it, that I had read was about how they separate like the goats from the sheep, the 
one to the right and one to the left. Most to the left, I think. Yeah, Those are enough. the ju- that is the judgment of the nations uh, when Jesus comes at his second coming. Yeah, it's Matthew 25, if you're looking for the reference there. Hmm. I'm going to let you it's go because we've got different. One, one more caller to get to. I understand. God bless you. Thanks for holding. God bless you. Thanks Keith. for calling in. All right. Let's go to our last caller, Daniel in Aurora. Hi, Daniel. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I see you got a prayer request. Just a heads up, we've got less than two minutes, so we want to jump right sure. in. Let's see. Yeah, no, um, my brother, uh, he's been battling diverticulitis for four months, and uh, due to a rare complication, he's heading in for emergency surgery right now. Um, so I just wanted Let's to get right prayers now. for that. Lord, we lift up Daniel's brother to you. We pray for this diverticulitis. We pray that this surgery would be successful. Lord, we ask in Jesus' name, guide the hand of those surgeons. Lord, we pray that his brother would be comfortable and that, Lord, this would truly resolve the issue, that he would have comfort and peace. Lord, we pray that in the midst of this, this would be something in his life that drives him to you, Lord, that you use for his spiritual growth and for the good of his soul. But we do ask for comfort for him in his physical suffering. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, Daniel. Thanks for calling in. Hey, we've come up to the end of our show. Pastor Wayne, thanks so much for being here. Real pleasure. Hey, Pastor Wayne is going to be with us here at Whitefields Church in Longmont. We'd love to have you join us. So you can join us tomorrow morning, Saturday at 9 a.m. for the Men's Fellowship. So just show up. Our address, 2950 Colorful Avenue, or go to our website, whitefieldschurch.com for more information and directions and sunday morning pastor wayne will be with us eight o'clock nine thirty and eleven at whitefields community church come and hear the word worship with us we'd love to have you we'd love to have your kids and your families join us again my name is pastor nick katie the for more information once again let me give you the website whitefieldschurch.com and i will be with you again soon here on calvary live you have a great weekend god bless you You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.